we started opening new markets when we were not ready. And I think that was the biggest mistake because it cost us a lot of money, it costed us a lot of energy. Um, and it was a mistake because we didn't focus on one market at a time. And I think we should do that at that time. You're listening to the Gangstar Creative Podcast, where we talk and share real strategies, real tactics, and real stories from me and my badass guests to help Gangstar creatives and artists like you thrive in both your business and life. And I'm your host, Ivana. I'm an artist, creative entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author. Are you ready to annihilate the status quo of the starving artist? If so, let's get it. What's up, Gangstars? It's your girl, Devana, and this week's Gangstars are Tiana Staminkovich and Dushan Tashin, and they are the epitome of a power couple. With more than five years in the startup industry and many more years in the IT, branding, and design industry, these two are on the fast track to creating an ultimate legacy. They are the co-owners of their own branding and web agency with clients from all over the world, and they also created a successful print-on-demand photo book company called Yolo Book, with over 50-plus employees selling over 12-plus million books and building several headquarters that spread over several European countries. They are a young duo in their mid-20s that have been published on their national TV stations and in multiple newspapers, blogs, and podcasts. Tiana was also nominated for 30 Under 30 by the Head of Startup Center in 2019 and was recently listed as one of the top 10 female leaders from Serbia by EU Startups. I'm super excited to bring on this couple because my husband and I, we got to know them pretty well because they worked alongside us um, for our branding company, Strive and Grind. They helped us develop some of our client websites and stuff. So they just have such an interesting story. They're super badass as far as all the companies they've built and all the things they've done in the startup industry. Um, And they are going to share a lot about the behind the scenes of building a company, behind the scenes of working with your significant other, and just so much more. So let's go ahead and hop to it. All right, gang stars, super excited to have this amazing duo, couple, business partner, relationship, badass, all the way from um, Serbia. Dushan and Tiana are here, and I'm so excited to have them on the call because um, we've actually had them been working together with our company Strive and Grind, and they've been helping us basically with our branding clients, and we've known them for, you know, actually, I looked at my emails, like, when did we actually start working with Dushan? And it was actually back at the end of 2017, so it's been like yeah. almost like three and a half, four years. Um and they're just an awesome duo, awesome couple, and they're badasses in their field, and they've done so many amazing things um, business-wise and entrepreneurial-wise, so I definitely had to have them on the, co- on the podcast. So you guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Devano. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. For- <laughs> it's been a lot of time when you said right now it was like a lot of years we've been working together, and it's mm-hmm. so amazing. We did some uh, really crazy stuff together and that, you know, um, you and Kevin are a bit older than us. And we were were like at the beginning, we were looking up to you too because you were our inspiration at the beginning. So it's really... Exactly. Like uh, after our first interview, uh, we made the comparison with you guys and we were like, oh, look at them. They have their company. They work together. Yeah. (laughs) And that's that's exactly what we wanted to achieve in next few years. Yeah. Oh man. 
I love that. And look at that. And you guys did it and, and more. I mean, me and Kevin aren't doing as much as you guys, but <laughs> I think that's so awesome. And I feel very honored um, to have been able for us to be like that inspiration, I guess, and to see you guys actually, you know, achieve that and do so much more. That's so amazing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So let's start off by you guys telling our listeners a little bit about yourself. Who is Tiana? Who's Tushan? Take us on a journey of where you started and where you are today. So you can either take this, you know, tell your story together or individually, whatever you feel um, will tell your story best. Well, I guess we can start uh, with our beginnings um, that we had uh, some separate ways. We didn't know each other. Um, then we can just collide into our mutual path <laughs> that we're on right now. Um, actually, I started working um, in the industry like six years ago when I started um, my college. And I was like, um, I was studying the languages before that. And then I realized I'm more artistic. I, I would like to do something that has anything to do with uh, the arts. And um, I wanted to uh, combine it with a management and marketing and everything because I was just like, um, I had a lot of dreams. I had a lot of um, some, uh, some things that I was interested in. So I started working like six years ago, trying to mm -hmm. find myself. Um, and the only thing that always came back to me was the um, design and art and some things that I have to be creative with. Um, so at the beginning, I was like freelancing, going to some in the, in internships and some agencies. Um, I got a, my first job in a startup here in Serbia. Um, right now, GoDaddy bought them uh, in 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been working with them for a year and it was like one of my best experiences because that's when I realized that I can be an entrepreneur. It was like in 2014 when I was there. Um, and then they motivated me. They gave me some um, instructions, what I'm good in, what I'm not good in. Uh, then I learned how to cope with the feedback and everything. And there's a time when I got a bit stronger, a bit smarter and everything. And then I realize that I can find my way in that industry. So my next goal was to combine my artistic side and then my entrepreneurial side. Um, and there was a time when I was like working a lot of things that were different. I was freelancing, I was working, I was in everything. Um, and then I met Dushan. <laughs> I was like the part that uh, he needed and he was the part that I needed because I, I was at that time really good at design and everything and I started um, to get some clients that are that were paying and he also did that but I was his missing part because he was always missing the design and I was missing well, not the always I, I also used to <laughs> do the design part, <laughs> but you were just better than me uh, I also uh, loved the, the design part, uh, but I wasn't as good as Tiana, but I, I had to do it on my own because I had to close <laughs> the clients. And speaking of my starts, I, I believe it started uh, in my fourth year of high school. Uh, I moved to Belgrade, it's the capital of Serbia, and I used to live with my brothers. And I had to make money for my for everything I wanted to do. And I wanted to go everywhere and go out and all the things. So mm -hmm. I had to hustle. And that's where I started with uh, the web design and web development. And I started learning stuff from YouTube and other tutorial uh, websites. 
and it proved as a good method. Even now, now it's even better with Udemy and all other channels where you can learn a lot of things for a little money. Yeah. And that's how it started. Uh, actually, the a very nice experience was in, back in 2014. Uh, I came to San Diego as a part of student program. And other students and the program itself is usually made for like you uh, you apply for it and most of the jobs that you can get are either some cleaning jobs or uh, wages jobs or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really like that part <laughs> of the program. So I, I, I googled like uh, how to get a job in USA and I found out about the Craigslist. And oh. I, found some, I found some agencies that they, they had uh, jobs, uh, like job offers. And I emailed them like I was already there and I asked for like uh, interview and everything. And it, it all happened even before I came to USA. So I arranged uh, three meetings at three different agencies uh, on the date when I actually arrived in San Diego. And it was very great experience I mean, uh, coming to USA. Oh, the same day I had two interviews, I think. And I got a job at one agency. And That's awesome. It was, yeah, it was web design agency and it was really great stuff because I was there in USA making more money than my friends who were working as waitress. And actually <laughs> I was working on stuff I, I loved at the moment and I love now. So it was like a great combination of everything. And, but it only lasts for four months. And then when the program ends, I came back home and then a lot of stuff, stuff happened. Uh, I was invited also to work on a startup. It wasn't really uh, too much. Uh, it wasn't connected with web design and web development. It was more like scientific startup. We were uh, developing um, metro sounds for how to explain it in English. Like we uh, some space research. Yeah, it's it was connected with space research where we, okay. we were trying to develop. Um, like a device that you connect mm -hmm. to the uh, metro balloon. And so we uh, leave the device up in the air. It flies uh, over to 33,000 meters. I don't know in inches how much it is. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's 33 kilometers. And we, we predict the uh, flying path of the balloon and uh, using combination of winds and uh, weather and everything, the weight of the package and everything, we can uh, predict where it will land. And once uh, the balloon uh, reaches the 33 kilometers, it explodes because of the uh, space uh, energies and everything. And we can predict where it will land. And after we collect it, we can get all the data from the sound. And it can be used for the uh marketing it can be used for the some scientific research and all other kinds wow. and that that startup was uh, somewhere in 2016 and 
it went really well, but we missed a lot of funds because everything was so expensive and Serbia is not that good uh, place for startups because we don't have much investors here and we needed like a lot of money. So we had to postpone that one. And then I met Tiana <laughs> and then we, uh, we were thinking about figuring out something to figure out some way to work together. At first, uh, we started as a team for web design and web development. Mm-hmm. Team of two. Team of two, yeah. <laughs> really great. Uh, and then we wanted to start our own startup. Well, mm-hmm. in the meantime, when in those times, we were trying to um, start a startup with our friends. And there were a lot of different ideas we were working on for months and we tried and failed and tried and failed. Um, there was some project that we developed from scratch and we made some applications and prepared the marketing and branding and everything, but those projects didn't work out. So it was like a few months that we were just like trying and failing. Yeah, but I, <laughs> the interesting part was like, we wanted to work, we want to work on something, but we didn't know what do we want to build. But mm-hmm. we were like, let's rent a space, let's make an office, and then we'll figure out something in the yeah. meantime. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and there was a time when we were trying to figure out, and it was like, I think six months. Maybe or, less. I think it was like about six months that we were working on different kinds of projects and like, there was five of us and each of, each one of us had a role and those projects really didn't work out. So um, after that, we just like, well, it doesn't work. We'll come back when we have an idea because we're lo- looking for an idea to start. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we separated uh, from those guys, our friends. Uh, we all went to work something that we are good at. <laughs> make fun yeah, to make money <laughs> we were like burning money for those months because every of those projects wasn't really profitable. It was just like uh, our some idea that we were working on, and then right. we were paying a lot of money just to try to to la- launch it, but it didn't work out. Uh, so that's when we came back to work something that we we're best at. <laughs> <laughs> and as a website development, branding, and everything that we we were working, and then we came up to an idea that really worked out, and it's actually uh, working for two and a half year, I think. Yeah, it's two and a half year exactly right now. Um, we saw an idea. Honestly, it wasn't. We we're we we're always saying it's not something that is innovative or that we uh, came up with first in the world, but I don't think that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you can see, some business model that works somewhere else, and to try to find the gap why that doesn't work at your market at the moment, and what's something that you can work on and make it better, or just to make it fit for the market you're at. So right. that's what we do. Uh, we saw some startup in USA actually um, that does photo printing from the online app. Uh, mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, that doesn't exist in Serbia. Why doesn't exist? So we had some months of the research. Actually, we were really serious about it because we believed in it. 
um, did some research and realized what are the problems, uh, what we can fix and everything. And then we started the development. Um, we developed the whole app and make everything like in, I think, three months. Yeah, three months because wow. uh, we started in, I think, September and uh, we were chasing the New Year's Eve because we wanted to uh, release the product and the application and everything on the 31st of December. And we wanted mm. to use the New Year's Eve uh, parties to promote our business. <laughs> yeah. Because one of our friends, <laughs> he, he like owns a lot of places in Belgrade. And nightclubs. Nightclubs. And mm. he hosted like 15 parties that year, I think. So we prepared like uh, marketing materials, uh, brochures, posters, and everything for the for the campaign, and that's why we we were so rushed to get it done by the end of the year. Yeah, well, it was like that. Then when we made just an MVP, it was really simple application. You could just log in, select photos, and select the product you want to order. There was just one product at that time. You have it there. It's um, you have uh, I think two of the main companies is USA that does that. Um, and then it started like it boomed in Serbia. It was like wow. from two or three persons or orders per day. We came up to for the Valentine's Day. We came up to four hundred orders per day. And it was oh really because we were a team of five people and it was, I don't know, really, really, really crazy because that's when we're just coming to some problems, logistic problems, um, some problems, <coughs> some people were like suspicious for their uh, personal data, for their photos, what are we doing mm -hmm. with them and so on. And that's a time when we realized that it can work, but we ha we will have a lot of problems <laughs> yeah that, needed like legal team <laughs> to happen yeah that's that's when our legal team started working and it's working till today and i think he's, he's full-time employed yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the time when we learned the most because it was 16 hours per day of work yeah and it was wow. really it was only five months and we had to take care about everything so it was the development part the branding the marketing logistics printing printing uh we didn't have money yeah. to buy uh printers and other machines that were that were required to build a like a final product so we had uh three different locations <laughs> doing uh three different parts of products so on one place, they, th that company was only printing photos for us. On the other side, uh, the other company uh, printed the covers. And on the third side, there was... Uh, cutting and... Cutting and uh, uh, combining the covers and the photos. Wow. And then, so you had to like move it to three different locations just to get the final product? Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> wow. uh, the fourth part was in our office. Where we had to pack all the all the albums uh, in the envelopes and to prepare them for uh, shipping. shipping, and preparation for, <laughs> for shipping was crazy because there is a policy uh, in our post uh, office that they required nine different stamps on the on each envelope. <laughs> One was uh, 
one one stamp was uh, the name of the person and the address the other one was the price uh third one was uh, some stamps for the delivery and so on it was really time consuming and crazy yeah wow. so we decided to employ some people so they can help us out because at a time we started making some money from it but not a lot of money yeah and the, the very good part about this project is that it's not so complex and you don't have to invest a lot of money and time before you start making money yeah and that's very good thing about it because we saw it works and we uh at the beginning started making some money that we can use to we can use that money to reinvest in the company and expand the team find some uh tools that we need and so on yeah so but i think that the fun thing in that <clears throat> process was that we didn't want to give up on our specialty because we wanted to open an agency so um we we're thinking about that at that time which was really hard so it was like hustling all day um <laughs> and that's when we realized okay we we want to open our agency because we want to um, make our team bigger and to employ more people in the agency. So we came up with a strategy how we can position ourselves here in Serbia as the agency. So at the same time, Yolobuk was um, starting out and it was crazy how people were crazy about it. Um, we organized the biggest branding conference in the region. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and we, we brought here uh, Martin Lindstrom. He is uh, the biggest branding expert in the world so we bring him here in serbia with some awesome people that are really crazy about branding those are where our, our colleagues and together we make that uh, conference so that's the time when uh, 400 about 1500 people came to the conference no, 500. 500 people, I'm sorry. 500 people came to the conference and it was like all branded by dry branding. <laughs> wow. And weren't you guys still in school or Tiana, you're still in school while all this was happening too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I guys like here, <laughs> you were like already like building Yellow Book, which is like a whole beast in itself. You was only five of you guys, it blew up. You had this tight deadline for New Year's Eve and then it showed out that everybody loved it. And then you had Valentine's Day around the corner. You're trying to build this company. And then you're like, oh, yeah, let me just let us build this agency too at the same time. And let's host a freaking huge conference in our country, like the first of its kind. Let's do that too. Oh, and let me keep going to school um, and make sure I have my, my grades right. Like, what? Are you even human? <laughs> Actually, at that time, I had the most of my exams because I was like on my third year of studies. Not yeah, third year is the hardest year. Yeah, <laughs> I was on my third year of studies, and it was really hard for me. I don't know whether I slept those nights, months, and everything. <laughs> we used to work uh, during the day, and I was studying during the she night. She was studying during the night. <laughs> And on top of that, they were doing work for us, Strive and Grind. <laughs> so this is, and I can only imagine if you guys had other freelance projects, you guys are freelancing, you were creating a startup, you were creating a conference, you were creating your agency and you were trying to get your degree. Like, yeah. <laughs> why would you even do that to yourself? 
<laughs> I don't know. I think we were just really, really, really crazy and had a lot of energy and a lot of, um, we're really ambitious and enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are right now, but I think we're a bit, not much older, but a bit older. <laughs> and we got tired a bit. So we're like not used to getting just two things done to companies. It's mm -hmm. something that we're not used to, but we're trying to get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> wow I mean that's just so amazing to hear this journey and it was funny too because like like I said they were you know creating websites for me and Kevin for the branding company and we had no idea any of this other stuff was going on at all <laughs> and so like I see on Instagram I'm like did you see that they created this really like cool like photo book company and it's like an actual startup and then I remember Dushan I think you sent over the branding conference website and like how you told us like how you guys were all stressed out about it and stuff and I'm, like we never knew like any of this stuff was happening yeah. <laughs> Which I we, we didn't want to stress you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we were still stressed. I, I, but. <laughs> I always remember, there was one day, uh, Dushan, at the beginning, our application didn't work really well because we didn't have the crop option. So our application was cutting heads of people. Um, Baby. no. Yeah, <laughs> babies and people and family photos and everything. So the app would cut just the edges of the photo, but heads were usually at a the edges of the photos so then we re realized our customers are complaining they want to sue us or anything but we didn't have time to um put, develop yeah to develop that tool yeah. It, yeah so that's the time when Dushan had to crop every single photo by his hands <laughs> so he wow. um, at that time he cropped uh 400 photos yeah wow yeah. um but that's the time he was cropping like i think 10 hours a day he wasn't cropping just when he was sleeping but that's the time when kevin sent some email Lucian, are you done with the um, uh, development of some client's website mm -hmm. and he was like what and then kevin said okay the deadline is tonight <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have like uh, 1,000 photos to crop more, and the photos are just coming in and coming in and coming in. That was that was a time when uh, I think around Valentine when the, yeah. the the orders went crazy, and I hated every order that came because I knew I had to crop it. It was like uh, fighting uh, with myself and the orders. And then he he had to manage his time to develop the website which he didn't have started because he didn't understand that he had to start building it he thought it was just the mock-ups and everything yeah <laughs> and then he had to do both things at the same time and he's usually not stressed guy he's not nervous guy he's nothing of it but that day was like one of the worst days <laughs> wow yeah, yeah we brought, had no I, idea. <laughs> I brought my brother and uh, two of my best friends and I uh, showed them how to crop during that night so I can work on the development of the <laughs> website. Wow, so you guys just made it work. And I think something like a consistent theme that I'm seeing just from hearing your guys' story and journeys, like you guys have always been ambitious and go-getters and you've kind of like not let things kind of decide for itself. You kind of 
to, made the decision to take control of your situations from you to Sean, like saying when you came over to San Diego for the program and they had those like jobs that, you know, um, you would typically get and you were like, hell no, I don't want to clean. I don't want to wait tables. So I'm going to like do find a job and, you know, America and a whole different country, which is like scary for most people in itself alone. But you're like, nope, I'm going to line up some interviews for myself. I'm going to start working for an American agency <laughs> while just like exploring San Diego, which I've never been to before. And I think that's, that's really cool. And then even you, Tiana, just always being ambitious of wanting to, um, you know, while you're in school, create a startup, design, like just do whatever you want to do. I think that goes to show and prove like why you guys are where you are today and you have seen the successes. And it's like people can look at you who are listening or even people who probably have seen or heard of you in Serbia and be like, wow, like they, they got it all. They've made it. But it's like hearing all these little quirks in your story. It's like, I don't even know how you guys made it to this point, like how you guys are still alive and still wanting to do business like even after you've been through the trenches and through the fire like you're still like excited to wake up and design and to work on your businesses and everything so that's amazing thank you, yeah, thank you. i always get it's not like get bored of something that i'm working on but i i always want to do something more so i mm. think that's that was that is driving me through life <laughs> <laughs> And it's good and bad, but I think it's doing good so far. <laughs> How do you guys? Hey, Gangstar, sorry to interrupt, but if you're enjoying this episode so far, stop what you're doing right now and share this podcast with your friends on social media or text it to a friend in your contacts. If you're a true Gangstar and want to uplift and empower other creatives like I know you do, you're going to want to take a few seconds to do this now. Go ahead and pick your phone back up or click that browser tab that you're playing this episode in, hit that pause button and share it now. Hello, what are you waiting for? All right. Thank you for doing that. Now let's get back to the show. I mean, I'm sure some people listening probably have the same drive and ambition as you guys. Um, but how do you guys organize everything that you're doing? How did you guys, how do you feel like you figured out like how to balance everything? Or do you feel like you haven't done it? Just things kind of worked out and you've just kind of had the help to help you guys balance everything. Well, I think um, the moment when we actually balanced some things was the moment when um, Yellow Book was bigger than us. Uh, there was a time when we had to um, employ more people. Right now, I think we have about 50 employees um, in wow. four countries. Um, and that's a time when we learned how to delegate things to other people. And we learned how to that we don't have to take care of everything by ourselves, so mm -hmm. that there are other people that just can help us do that. And the time when we started to um, grow our team and to uh, bring more people here so they can help us, that's the time when we realize, okay, this can work out, so we won't die. Um, <laughs> and there were just one person, second, right now. The moment when we realize we don't know at least five names of our employees that's when <laughs> we it. yeah because right now we have other people that are like dealing with most of the job uh where mm -hmm. we're like taking care of strategic decisions of the 
those things that we have to decide for but some uh, things that is done on the daily basis we don't do that so we have enough time i think that the, the good thing is that we organize our teams well um that we made a structure uh that we made a structure in our team in our company and there are some people who are um who are responsible for the teams so that means we are not responsible for the team we're just like talking to people that leads that team and that's the time when we learned those things that was the first time we tried something like that and it was really hard just to um i don't know to see to see the bigger picture and to see that other people can help you a lot and mm-hmm. i think that's the only thing that can make the progress in the in the company because if we stay there and doing some operational things day by day we couldn't make it we couldn't make it that could work uh while we were only operating in serbia yeah and while we were a small team and we didn't have so much uh orders coming in every day but mm-hmm. as we grew uh we in the first year we uh we expanded in surrounding countries those, those countries are uh croatia montenegro and bosnia and wow and we we also uh, we also expanded to Macedonia, but it didn't work out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's one of the countries where we failed. Uh, we had a bad experience there. We, and the worst part of uh, opening companies in other countries uh, were like logistic parts, where we had right. we had to, we had to travel travel to each country for at least fifteen times, just in order to. Open uh, open the company, get all the papers ready. Uh, right. Those those systems are so messed up. Uh, the people who work there doesn't know their job, doesn't know their duties. <laughs> they they they're like sending us back uh, back and forth for like a long time, and that was very time consuming and very very energy consuming part of the whole process of building a company. Yeah, and then we just. That's the time when we made up the companies, make some processes, made the structure and everything. And that's the moment when you feel a bit organized because you have more time, mm-hmm. you have more time to think and to work on some strategic things. Um, in the meantime, we uh, employed more people in the agency. So that was really, that was really good because we um, delegated some job that we used to do to other people. Mm-hmm. So I think the main point here is to employ some people and to make your team independent. So they're just really responsible. Um, they're independent. They work with clients. They talk to clients. Uh, in Yolo Book Day, mm-hmm. everyone knows what are their responsibilities on the daily basis. So that's when you realize, okay, it's working out. And we are a bit more organized. We're sleeping well that we didn't <laughs> used to. <laughs> We're sleeping. Uh, we're sleeping. <laughs> we're sleeping. <laughs> yeah, we managed to have uh, three meals a day, so I think that's the progress we made in these years. I think uh, three years. Um, so right now it's really you know we wake up, go get some training or prepare breakfast and everything, go to job, and that's the time when we just talk to our teams see what's happening, see what, what they're doing, um, what's their progress, how much job they have left to do and everything. So right now it's really 
a lot easier. Do you, um, so do you guys bounce back and forth between the branding company and the YOLO book or is most of your time dedicated to one or the other? Yeah, uh, we did one uh, thing that helped us a lot. Uh, we we took a new office back uh, in Ju July, in July last, last year. year yeah. And we took a whole floor in one building and we combined uh, YOLO book and the branding agency and mm. another of one of our partners from yellow book so now we have like we're there in the same space we're sharing offices uh, our companies oh. and people are at the same place so it's really a lot easier for us to um to manage everything yeah no oh, that's awesome i didn't know that and that's really cool that you guys were able to control that and be able to create almost like i feel like a lot of people would dream of having that you know it was one thing to have your own company but then you guys have been able to create two companies and then also house them <laughs> in the same building to make it convenient yeah. for you guys to oh i'm going to work and it's literally okay i'm going up to yellow i'm going down to uh is it how do you pronounce the branding company <laughs> oh gosh i'm not even gonna try that <laughs> but yeah that's really cool that you guys were able to do that did you guys have to do um, did you have to raise money for either of the companies? Um, I'm assuming you guys did in the beginning to be able to hire as many employees as you did, or did you, were you able to just grow based off of the revenue that you were getting from all the orders? Mm, since day one, we've been reinvesting all the money <laughs> in your book. Uh, buying new machines, buying better equipment and everything, uh, hiring more people. But uh, we also uh, had to raise some money. And it was the first uh, investment was in uh, 2018. It was in 2018 in, in June, June because it, um, the summer was coming and we didn't have some chances to survive the summer without raising some money. Yeah, because the orders mm -hmm. go down during the summer. And we also had that uh, bad experience with uh, Macedonia where we failed because people just wouldn't buy there. I, mm. I guess they're too, too poor to buy our products. <laughs> and, <laughs> or, or they just didn't like it. And <laughs> the, the trip to Macedonia was very long. It was like 10 hours driving. And it, it, was, it was time wow. and money consuming because the costs were high. And, yeah, it's a small country. So um, that's the time when we raised some money. It was not much, but last year in July, we uh, raised uh, more than 200,000 euros. Um, and one of our investors is the owner of the company we bought our machines for from the, the, from the beginning. So he, he's in the industry, he knows how it works. He's in the printing industry, which is the most important. So that's the time when we got our bigger <laughs> Uh, investment and uh, that made us employ more people but it was mainly for our production offices and it was for opening the whole Europe so we opened that time we opened the whole Europe and we opened the Romania and Bulgaria those so, are also surrounding countries uh, yeah and we started shipping to uh, every European country and the um, thing about our like processes we have uh, production in Belgrade and we have open offices in uh, cities that are closest to a Serbian border. Since those are uh, surrounding countries, uh, our shipping costs are like 
lower. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So you guys only raised 200,000 euros out of your whole um, time that the company's been in business? Yeah, uh, we oh. raised that, but uh, it was enough because in Serbia, the costs are not so high and everything is more, um, it's easier here to, because that's a lot of money for the Serbia. Uh, mm, but we true. made a lot of money by selling the products. Um, I think I'm right now. I'm looking at the statistics. We made um, almost two million euros. Um, wow! Yeah. <laughs> what? And Congratulations, we- guys! Thank you. <laughs> That's the revenue. Actually, it's, it's one million nine hundred and fifty thousand euros. So <laughs> That's a lot. So it's, you, wait, hold on, rewind. So you said how much total revenue over the years rounded up? Uh, in two and a half years, it's almost 2 million euros. That's awesome. And you're, yeah. Dijon's like, that's revenue. <laughs> no, that's- so we sold almost a half a million products. So that's a lot of, for us. Yeah. And then- we invest in that money smart, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's something to really be proud of, especially hearing your story of like, you know, coming up with different ideas that didn't work out and then finding this one that took off. Um, what do you feel like was the reason YOLO book took off? Was it a certain marketing tactic you did or some type of advertising? Was it a certain connection that you had? What do you feel like it was just right time what do you think it was that kind of took it off i think that was a combination of those all because we had um good connections with uh, some influencers um let's mm. just launch our product and uh, make it visible to more people um we had good marketing strategies because our budget was not really big so we had to optimize it and to try to figure out who is our target customer, try to reach it because then the word of mouth started doing that thing. It does usually. Um, So the beginning was really tough, but when we made a really good marketing strategy, when we defined our target customer, when we uh, started to think about the messages we are sending our customers, um, when we um, created a brand that just, raise some emotions in people because we're always talking about emotions about memories about those really beautiful things that um just move people they made them think they made them think about some beautiful moments and everything and that's i think that emotional connection that we made with our first customers um stayed up today because we are we're always like at the beginning, there were some people that were writing songs to us. They were writing me their um, wow. life stories. Uh, they were just telling us how much the product means to them. I don't know. I think those people really um, feel it when they when it, when the product comes to their homes. They're happy because it came. So I think mm. that's the combination of the marketing and the feelings and uh, the connection we make with our customers and that we're really trying to manage not to lose that vibe, not to become some just selling product or something that we're just selling to people. No, we're 
telling them stories. We are sharing their stories. We are asking them for their opinion from the day one, from the day when we started. We are asking them for some feedback, for, I don't know, some suggestions and everything. And we are listening to them. I think that's the that's main reason because we were listening the same two and a half years ago and we are listening the same way today. And I think that's, that's why it exploded like that because people love the product they love the company they love the brand they love the story because the story was like we're a young group of people trying to make some startup and so people wanted to help us mm -hmm. um and i think that's a combination of everything of, of of those really important parts that people were like crazy for for that product and right now we really have a lot of sales and people are really buying the product there are some people who have been buying the product every month for the last two years. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's I don't awesome. know where to get all, all the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should reach out to those um, recurring customers and have them like share pictures of where they do put these books. You know, yeah. it'd be kind of cool to like highlight some of those customers and share them, you know, on your website. They're always sharing pictures. It's, we have more pictures from our customers than our own pictures. And we're making photo shootings once a month or twice wow. a month. And our customers are, the, the product is photo, photogenic. If people like to take a photo of it and post it on Instagram and then tag us because it's mm -hmm. really nice. Fits to Instagram feeds and it fits to their stories. And it's an us because they show their loved moments through taking a video of the album listing. So they're listing right. the album and they're showing their moments from the pictures. So I think it has a lot of things that are important. But right now, I think I'm so proud when I ask someone, have they heard of it? And oh, yeah, that's your book, uh, those photo books. Yeah, <laughs> That's so cool. So when you guys like had this explosion, you know, you shared how you guys were just had your hands in so many different pots. You were doing juggling so many different things and you got to the point where you're like, we can't do this all by ourselves. We have to hire a team. We have to hire employees. And now you have like over 50 employees. So I'm curious to know if you guys have um, any like tips for people or something that you felt um, has worked for you guys as far as building like your team culture or like, you know, um, uh, setting up those processes for your employees? Well, actually, that was the toughest part, to be honest. <laughs> mm. yeah, because... That's very tough, but also it's a little bit easier to manage a bigger number of uh, employees in our case because they're not all working together because they're one team is working on marketing and the other team is working in production and there are mm -hmm. also smaller teams in each country so we don't have to make sure that all 50 people uh, fit together but there are like few smaller teams that are easier to manage and to get the same vibe in the teams yeah and i think that uh, some important parts of that is like that employing process so it's really important for us for person to fit in the team that they have to be in yeah. and that they i don't know share some values but <coughs> not just the values but that they can uh, show the love to the product because we want them to love our product that they have to sell um actually it's the people that are 
really, really, really important. And I think that's the important, most important part because there are some people in the company that just love it. They love the product, they love the company. They're working so hard that I, I was just amazed a few times because people are prepared to work overtime, to work for weekends when we don't yeah. ask them to. We don't ask them to do that and they're just doing that. And I think that's the company culture that we build because we're really small and some people that were coming in were really wisely chose, chosen. And that's how we made, I don't know, some vibe and some company culture that people who are there love. And that's why we have some more casual uh, relationship with them because we're just like all not friends, but we have some responsibilities and everything. But um, every one of them knows what they do. And I think that's really important because each of them has to know what's their job, to know their job description, what are their responsibilities, and mm -hmm. to respect the other person, just not to uh, get their nose in some other's job. <laughs> <laughs> Because at the beginning, we all did everything. But right now, we had to just separate those things and to tell them that uh, each one of them has to do their part of the job. And why is that important? Mm -hmm. That not every one of them can be asked for every question and every problem because there are some responsible people for, for those things. And when those things were uh, defined, everything is really easy to control and to take care of. I also think at the beginning when we uh, hired first few people, we were still working like 16 hours a day and they were with us most of the time and they were looking at us and looking how hard we try. And that's why mm -hmm. I think uh, that made them also work more than they should and they wanted to work with us more than they should. And then mm -hmm. after new people were coming in, uh, those few people that were uh, that came first, they were becoming uh, team leads of those separate teams. For example, uh, a girl for uh, production, she's now in charge. For, uh, she's now head of production. Head of production, taking nice. care of 17 people in the production, uh, in the all the getting the necessary products for final product build uh, logistics and everything else also for the marketing and other sectors so the most of the people that came in first they are now head of their teams wow that's awesome that people i think it shows too like you guys just leading by example and they see you working hard so it's like you know well of course i want to work hard if you guys believe it in it as much as you do then i'm going to believe in it too so it seems like you guys kind of already started to pave the way for that company culture just from your work ethic and passion into what you guys were doing yeah, yeah. now now as we as we talk i think that's yeah thing. that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is one of your guys's biggest mistakes that you made in business and how you grew from it I'm sure there's been lots um, with the type of growth that you've had in both of your businesses, but is there any um, business mistake that like stands out to you guys that you can share and share how you grew from it? Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think we can, all our team would agree, all of our fund founders. It was um, the year when we started the job, it was like 2018 and we're really crazy 
crazy, crazy fast. And we were like, we have to be the fastest. We have to do everything right now. We don't wait for some markets to just be what they should be. And we didn't wait uh, to establish our company in some market. We were already starting to, we started opening new markets when we were not ready. And I think that was the biggest mistake because it cost us a lot of money. It costed us a lot of energy. Um, and it was a mistake because we didn't focus on one market at a time. And I think we should do that at that time. But we are like on the five markets at the same time, trying to open the company, trying to employ people. And just our focus was everywhere. And mm -hmm. we didn't manage to take care, care of everything because we're still small. And it was, I think, really a big bite for us. Um, because it was so hard and it was really bad actually and also there is uh other problem about trying to open many markets uh, at the, at the time. same time because uh as tiana said we were wasting energy and time uh on other markets but on the other hand we still didn't uh, cover even our own markets. our own markets like mm. our main target group let's say or five percent or whatever so i think that much better idea was the better idea was to focus on less markets at the beginning but to expand more on those markets and get more customers from those few markets that we had at the moment and uh tell as much people as we can about our story and the product and everything yeah right now we learned from that because it was really um it was a really bad experience and we learned from it and right now when we uh, want to open a new market right now we're working on opening turkish market so we've been working mm -hmm. on it for uh four months and we will be working on it in the next three months so we'll be like seven months of working on opening just one market because we are focused on it we have um expanded to these that we are working at and everything is working so well people know about a product people are buying the product and they're safe now um <laughs> yeah <laughs> and because we're just trying to open up everything not one market was safe because we couldn't focus on it right so yeah yeah right now we're we learned from it and we were trying we're bringing people from turkey here to for internships to see what's the market like what do people do on a daily basis uh, what are their habits um, do they buy online what they buy online what are the best marketing strategies on that market um, should we change some things in the app and the product to fit their market more um mm. we're trying to make the best <clears throat> team to work there what are the best ways to transport our products there there's there's a lot right. of things that we have to think of uh, when we are trying to expand to another market and i think that's the biggest lesson we learned and especially in <laughs> europe i i guess usa is uh, different uh than europe in that mean because here are so many different uh cultures and the uh most of the countries Okay, those countries that surround Serbia, they're pretty much similar, but countries like Romania, Turkey, or some other countries that we are trying to expand to are totally different. The language, the habits, the mindset, culture, mindset. Everything is different. So if we want to fit in there, we have to 
go in their heads uh, and customize everything customize for them. everything for right. them and if we want to succeed so, but if we don't want to succeed we can open it in a month and just start selling it in english <laughs> <laughs> we, don't have to, don't, we don't have to make the customer support team in turkish we will do it in english from serbia no, that's <laughs> That's something that we would do two years ago. We we'll, we will be like crazy. Okay, wow. we're opening. We will open a company and then we will hire some team and that's it. But right now we're really thinking more strategically smarter. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's amazing. We had uh, some very big logistic problems when we launched the the camp campaign where we offered like uh, three three photo books for the price of one and mm. it was by the end of the year and that campaign literally exploded and we got like 90,000 uh orders in seven days yeah oh and my god i would yes. be freaking out <laughs> that was, uh we got the like the photo printer that that was uh presented on the fair like uh, it was presented on the printing fair and it's like a new machine very fast, very uh, reliable, reliable, high quality prints and everything. But uh, we didn't count on so many orders and so many photos that were required to be printed. And that machine broke like twice a day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because we um, we didn't count on the capacity of our production, but we didn't also counted on the the campaign that will explode like crazy. So those were the things we weren't thinking about every part of it because we should talk with the people from the production. Okay, what's our capacity? How strong we can go on the marketing campaign? How much money we should invest in it that we can cope with? Because that there was a time when people waited for, I think at the end of the campaign, we had a lot of about 40,000 albums ordered. So people waited for a month, month for the product to arrive oh, so um, seven days delivery <laughs> yeah so i think that that's another yeah but uh it wasn't only um there wasn't only problem with the machine but also with the supplies yeah the supplies and supply uh, we don't calculate uh required supplies properly so we miss the colors we miss the papers and other stuff <laughs> and that, that machine was uh, new on our market. We couldn't get uh, colors easy. So they were sending us colors from Holland, uh, Netherlands. Is that the word? Yeah. From the Netherlands. And <laughs> there, there, there were troubles in transportation, like the truck rolled over or something like that. So <laughs> they were like, and it was a combination of so many bad things. But wow out somehow it somehow ended and everyone survived <laughs> yeah after that we, we had to manage those angry customers we had to give them some free products and right them and make them realize that okay we made a mistake but we will uh pay for it <laughs> and there were also uh, the good part uh, uh about all the things that happened at the moment at that mo moment was uh our post office in serbia was having a protest yeah they were striking <laughs> they were striking <laughs> wow 
they didn't work for two weeks, I think, and we had uh, like delay for two weeks more. <laughs> yeah, we, we had the uh, explanation to the customers. Well, post office doesn't work. We can't ship you the products. <laughs> wow, you guys had a lot of bad eggs thrown at you guys along the, along the way, in so many different situations. That's crazy. But I appreciate you guys, appreciate you guys like sharing those you know, a few things out of the, I'm sure many that are just as crazy and stressful that you guys have, have been through. I mean, everything that you guys have done is really inspirational and empowering um, to myself and many of the listeners that are hearing your story. Um, what I think is really cool is that you guys, you know, did everything as a pair, you know, not just friends, but you guys are boyfriend and girlfriend now, fiancés, about to yeah. get married. Woohoo! Um, so, how do you guys like? What's it like working together? How do you guys make it work? So, I'm sure a lot of people are in similar situations where they want to work with their partner, um, and you're obviously an example of making it work. Um, so, what has that been like? Well. Um... At the beginning, Lucian was, before we got together, he was the easiest person to work with for me. We're a team from the beginning because we first realized that we get each other on that level. So we understand each other. We understand our craziness. Um, <laughs> I think no one understood me like him at the time. Um, so And Phil. And Phil, yeah. <laughs> So I think that's why we really work well together because we're the best business partners partners to each other. We couldn't find anyone better to do the job with. And a lot of uh, understanding between each other. And for me, uh, I'm always trying to be like calm and not stress out. So I think that also helps. <laughs> I. <laughs> put some of those emotions and habits into Tiana as well. So now she's also <laughs> chill and now everything works. <laughs> and we have some uh, compatible skills and that was also some the important thing. Um, we think of things from different angles. I have my angle, he has his, but we, I don't know. I never had so much understanding in one person for um, the life in general for the business because we I don't know we strive to the same thing all the time and I think we are both uh, aware of it and we're trying to reach that goal and another goal and another goal and when we um, come together to one goal we set up another that is a lot higher and then we're trying to help each other to reach it so I think that's that's the important thing the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, well, that's good. Wait, Tiana is making uh, meals for me. <laughs> the healthy meals. <laughs> Trying to get that that body right for the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you guys had figured it out early on. Do you have any tips for people that are starting out in business with their, you know, significant other or that want to that? you think are kind of like set in stone tips or rules that you feel would make working together um you know successful well i think that should be as i said understanding because people are different in business than they're in life mm -hmm. people in the business are 
totally different person to that person in life. And I think they should at least um, just meet that another another person when even though they're partners, they're life partners and everything, they should try to um, get to know their other side, that business side, how they um, how they manage to get job done, uh, what are their um, skills, what are their habits in work. Uh, they have to balance those things and to see what is each of them good at. It's a lot of understanding and learning each other because you, you're at that time, you're just getting to know that person in the business and that's where you have to um, be open-minded and be prepared for some things that you didn't meet in your partner until that mm -hmm. very moment and then you have to understand them and to help them achieve some things and to overcome some things because we all have some fears and we all have some some things that are stopping or blocking us and that we have weird when you're working with your partner there's not that's the easiest way to overcome those things because you have someone you love by your side and that person can help you more than anyone. I also think now I'm thinking about the, all the time that that's been in all the situations in the past few years. <laughs> and I think that uh, the office that we mentioned earlier, that we, we rented the office even before we had the idea of what we're going to do. Uh, we had uh, two beds in that office and <laughs> mm, wow. we, we used to spend so much time there and to sleep in that office and there were like uh, two, three, four, seven days where we only lived there in the office and we spent so much time together and uh, had, uh, had a chance to test uh, a life uh, together even mm. before we living together and not. so it was at that point it was we were living together and working together like 24 7 <laughs> for like two weeks and i think that was a very good thing that happened because it was like a spontaneous test and we passed that test and then we just continued with everything we worked Wow, that's awesome. I'm so happy that you guys, you know, it, it's, it worked out for you guys because a lot of times, you know, it doesn't when people try to mix working with, you know, relationships or family with business. Um, so it's really cool that you guys figured out a way to make it work. And I think the advice that you've given is definitely solid advice for those that are listening that want to follow in the same path. Hope it will help someone reach their goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, and then also you guys, I think every entrepreneur reaching success kind of goes through this where it's just like, I mean, especially you guys having so much on your plate and then having a relationship, balancing everything. Um, I know you talked about like your, like the health kind of going down where you weren't eating right and you weren't sleeping at all, basically. Um, I feel like has the quarantine at all, like with COVID and everything going on, has that been able to give you guys time to kind of catch up on your health and like your mind and your well-being? Or was that something that you guys started to focus on like a, a while ago? Um, yeah, well, actually, about that. it was uh, our first vacation uh, in the last two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were so happy when when they said you can't leave the house yeah 
because there was a time when we actually we were working but remotely but from home mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's when we uh for the first time in the last two years had time to just um see our families to be with them no, actually i wanted to add uh before this question uh i also think that very important thing uh in the relationship and in the life in general is uh to find a way to uh always see your friends and family yeah. and to have your business mm -hmm. friends there. yeah and we usually uh com uh we usually use the like a uh, lack of sleep to use that time to spend it with our friends and family uh also we are living in belgrade and our family lives in two different sides of serbia uh and we also had to we always try to travel to them to see them to be with them to be with them to uh all on the vacations and the holidays to spend with uh, family and friends and so on i think it's very important and i think we managed to to do that part as well yeah because we're we always go to every family occasion we go to every uh, celebration to mm. every birthday every wedding uh, everything we don't want to miss anything because we're working that's not worth of it and i think that's something that also gives us energy to go through the day because we know we had some time with them and the quarantine time was time when we spent the most time with our family i think in the last for me six years <laughs> oh, <laughs> <you> wow <laughs> <clears throat> because we've been together all the time and it was really empowering and it was relaxing and it was um i don't know it was beautiful to be with it was like going from the eighth gear to the third one <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome i feel like that that's how it was for like you know a lot of people obviously it wasn't a good time for many people but at the same time it allowed everybody to kind of pause and breathe and self self-reflect and spend time with loved ones and friends and family like close people um even like virtually like, like even for me and kevin we created like a a weekly thing every saturday we, we would get on this uh, app called house party with friends across the country and we would just drink and like have fun and talk i mean it doesn't beat being in person but at the same time you got to just kind of like connect with people um and still build those relationships and yeah i think it was good because we we all found a way to keep managing those even uh, distant relationships with the people because really we can do that even though it's not quarantine so i think those are mm -hmm. things that we keep doing after the quarantine after we can go out and we can live but i think the technologies um in the quarantine showed us that the distance is not really the problem yeah and mm -hmm. i also have a, a thing that happened after many years uh i was driving uh, the town and I remembered a friend of mine who I haven't seen for a long time. And I just called him and I was like, are you at home? He said, yes. And I said, I will come over. <laughs> and I came over and just to say hi, just to uh, see how is he, he's going and stayed there for like 30, 45 minutes. And then I leave, left. But I, I think I didn't have that moment for like 
five years. Yeah. Well, I think that we were in quarantine. They gave us time to think of our um, decisions about our life in general, what's good, what's not good. Uh, mm. where were we making mistakes was the thing that we missed the most was the thing that we don't miss at all because if we don't miss it at all that means we don't need it um, yeah. and how to balance things and when we speaking about health we were living really not a healthy life because we're just really working a lot and taking not much of sleep and we were so in a hurry a whole day having meetings and being with some other people and working so you forget to eat you forget yeah. your meals. and i think that when you start thinking about your health not so much people are really satisfied about it when you think about your lifestyle and your habits which are bad um and then you rethink your habits because the thing that you've done each day wrongly it doesn't bring you so much um damage at the, at the time but on the long term it gives you a lot more damage when you're repeating it every single day um and i think that's the thing where we realize that it's okay if we don't eat well one day or if we don't sleep well one day but if we keep doing it for a lot of years um it will for sure make some consequences or health on mm -hmm. um, some other things. So we realize we, we have to incorporate some healthy lifestyle uh, habits if we want to. But on the other hand, uh, it's a lot easier now than two years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> it's okay to risk a few months of bad lifestyle. <laughs> in order to <laughs> achieve some goals and then you can yeah you can always risk a few months that's okay <laughs> right especially, no i totally agree with if that you're young. <laughs> if you're young then everything is easier easier and more okay than when you're not so young <laughs> yes no i agree and i feel like a lot of young entrepreneurs go through that same thing and i know kevin and i did too like the first few years of trying to figure out striving grind like we didn't hang out with nobody we weren't eating good we weren't working out and all of that stuff and then the stress of just like you know work 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 and it's just like well this isn't you know this isn't really making us happy like why are we why are we even doing this like this anymore so i think it's important for to share um that side of entrepreneurship too yeah you have to find yourself at the end yeah. yeah well, well I what makes you happy that's that's the thing that you said this was making you happy and that's the thing you shouldn't do you have to like balance everything because if you're healthy you're happy if you're happy and healthy you can work well and your mind is more mm -hmm. open you're more focused and you're more productive at the day because you're not tired all the time exactly it all it all intertwines with each other and at the end all together will help you work better and be more successful and be more happy so yeah that's definitely all important um i'm gonna start wrapping this up because i know you got some stuff going on and you guys already been so generous with, with your time with me um just a couple more questions that i want to ask you is just one what do you guys have any like last or final parting advice or tips for the gangstar creative listener that's listening to you guys right now 
Well, I would advise them not to give up on their dreams and to try to find a way um, to make it work because it won't always work, but you have to think of the way to combine those things you love. For example, I love the design. I love art. I love everything of it, but I had to mix it up with the management, with the entrepreneurship and everything and to think wisely of it. So when you want something to succeed, you have to really think thoroughly about it and to make some um, good and bad decisions and to try and fail. I think try and fail is awesome because every time you try and fail, you learn some lesson and then you mm -hmm. try again. Don't make that mistakes again, but then you make another one from what you learn from. And I think that that's what the life and the business um, is made of. And I think those are things that nobody should be afraid of. Yeah, I also want to say that no uh, guys shouldn't be afraid of trying because especially if you're young, if you're a teenager or like a young adult, because most most of the time, only thing you have uh, you're risking is your time. But uh, if you spend that time trying to build something or figure out something you will only learn something from it and also the other thing that people usually in my opinion are making mistake is that they're afraid to share their ideas to to other people and because they they're afraid that someone might steal their idea or something like that but i'm definitely sure that nobody will steal your idea because people don't even have courage or time to build their own ideas not the other people ideas and mm -hmm. if, you, if you talk about uh your goals and your ideas with other people uh they can only help you uh make it better give you uh some their uh give you their opinions about your idea and, and give advices. you some advices and tips how to improve it and make it better so again, don't don't be afraid of trying and try sharing. and sharing <laughs> no that's really solid advice especially i mean all of it is really good and even just to piggyback off of what you said about like sharing um i always think it's funny when the, people are so scared to share and they're like oh i'm gonna have to have you sign like an nda before i yeah. share my <laughs> And it's like, I don't care about your idea. I'm not going to do anything with it. I got my own stuff I'm doing. <laughs> so, that's right. right? Yeah. So I think that's really I awesome advice. The ideas that is <laughs> under the <laughs> carpet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, guys, that was some awesome, solid advice for the listeners who are listening. What do you, what can everybody expect from you guys next? What do you have on your radar? Any fun projects? Um, Obviously, you have a wedding that you're having in September. Um, what are some of those things that our listeners can look forward to seeing from you? Well, we actually started uh, another company. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what? And we started before the quarantine. Yeah, before the quarantine. And we use the quarantine just to make it better and to work our new website and to define the services and the offer we have to offer to our clients. We started uh, Zdra Production. <laughs> it's also Zdra as a branding company, but it's a production company. Uh, we decided to help 
um, some beauty salons and that kind of businesses, small businesses, and create uh, some quality content for their social media. So mm, we have a okay. team of uh, videographers and photographers and producers, and uh, that's really 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 good team that does all the filmmaking and video editing and photo shootings and everything um so that's something that we started uh after the quarantine because we used quarantine to make it ready so mm -hmm. just right when we got back to the office we started contacting some clients and getting some new clients and um, going out there to the salons and uh, creating some really 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 good content that we're really proud of and it shows up that those services something that those kinds of businesses really needed because usually there are some workers that took a photo of a girl and her nails or some treatment mm -hmm. that she's doing and those pictures are usually not so high quality so they they can't show up their salon in the in the in the best possible way so we're there to help them and to create the materials for their marketing and for the social media so they can really show what they're doing and in the best light in the best light yeah so people are really 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 good responding to that <laughs> they like it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome guys congrats on that at least it's like complimentary to the branding company yeah. i thought you guys were gonna like say something like just totally off the wall <laughs> like, so no, this, that actually makes sense it's going on in the background, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Because then, when we manage to create some good relationship with those customers, we're like, okay, you should change your website too, and <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> then we can yeah, offer them the website. Something totally <laughs> different, construction. But... Oh yeah, the uh, okay. We have <laughs> drag construction coming uh, along in. <laughs> months so it's the fourth thing we're working on yeah wow <laughs> you guys i don't know how you do it just thinking about all of that makes me stressed out but somehow you guys are doing it and you guys are an example of what is possible so i'm rooting <laughs> for you guys me and kevin love you guys and love all the help that you've you know given us with strive and grind and love seeing you guys um grow and expand and we're so excited for you guys to finally get married too because it's been a long time coming <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to see all that come to light. And I just want to thank you guys for giving me your time to um, share your story and everything with the Gangstar listeners. I know it's nighttime over there. You're about to have some fun with your friends. So I know this is, um, you know, a, a little bit of a step to get this time booked since it's late on your guys's end on a Friday. So I really appreciate you guys coming on. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you so very, much for. Very glad you called us. And. I want to add that I hope we will finally meet soon in, in person because <laughs> yes. talking through the Zoom and whereby. Yeah, and I you, know. were great, you were a great host and I think you just pointed out some <laughs> things that we were thinking of and you just managed to wrap it up and to tell it as, as it should be and as yeah, it is. Different yeah. angle of view. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Thank you guys. And we're definitely going to have to make that work meeting in person. That's going to have to happen sometime soon once, you know, well, as soon as possible, whether yeah. the quarantine and the COVID stuff goes away. So we can definitely make that work. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, listen to a couple more episodes and share it with a fellow Gangstar creative. 
I would also be forever grateful if you left a review letting me know what you loved and what you'd like to hear more of. And as a thank you for leaving me a review, I'll gift you both my 10 ways to create a Gangstar brand PDF and five ways to boost your online sales PDFs. Just screenshot your review and DM me the picture on Instagram at Devonna Stimson and I'll send it right over to you. Until next time, cheers to annihilating the status quo of the starving artist.